0: Anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us and offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, That no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Verses 1 through 33, all of Ephesians chapter 5. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful truth that your word is a foundation for everything in life. Your word is full of grace, light, peace, blessing, and encouragement, so much more. Thank you for the counsel that your word is to us every single day. Father, more and more with every passing day, help us as believers. Help us as the church to become more committed to hearing and doing your word. Help us to know your word is the answer to everything, every concern, every challenge in life. Thank you for the privilege of laying a foundation of your word with everything we do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we're so thankful that we can come before your holy throne today, and we recognize it's because of the blood of Jesus Christ that we come robed in his righteousness.
1: We exalt you today, Father. We lift high your holy
0: name. We thank you for stooping down to to care for us in such a, uh, a wonderful way through your Son dying on the cross for our sins. We're thankful for the Holy Spirit as our comforter and as our helper day by day. What a... Um, privileged life we have father and we thank you for that in jesus name we pray amen 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 thank you rick and thank you again for being a part of our listening family very honored to have with us in studio today john stemberger he's the president of the florida family policy council john good to have you with us Brother,
1: today it's great to be with you
0: good to have you uh and let me ask if you'll take time now just to further introduce yourself and then explain the work and the mission Of The Florida Family Policy Council, you know, actually sometimes names like that, some people immediately kind of have an idea what that's about and other people think, what in the world is that about? So if you'll take time now to further introduce yourself to our listeners and
1: share about the work and the mission of the Florida Family Policy Council. So it's great to be with you here in Tupelo, Mississippi. I've never been to Tupelo before. I've uh, heard all about the home of Elvis, but the American Family Association and all the amazing ministry you guys do here is is equally impressive, if not way more impressive. So, uh, But I am a lawyer from Orlando, Florida. I'm married to my wife, Olivia. We have four children, ages 21 to 13. And I have the privilege of running the Florida Family Policy Council for the last 18 years. And we are one of actually 40 state-based policy organizations that are family-oriented around the country. And we pass laws, we block bad laws in our respective state legislative bodies trying to support the family, right? The family is so important. Family, marriage, uh, religious liberty, life issues, those are the issues that we are passionate about. And so that's what we do. Um, and been doing that for 18 years. It's been a remarkable journey. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, making a fraction of what I was making before as a trial lawyer, but I feel like I'm doing exactly what God created me to do, and that's a very freeing thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm going to ask, John, if you would at this time, would you pray for our listeners that they would have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to share with them? Because my guess is that every listener may hear something different in terms of maybe an assignment God gives them in view of what you share or maybe a truth that they grasp. So would you pray for our listeners to receive all the Lord would have them to receive today?
1: Yes, Father, thank you. For your amazing love for us. Thank you for this broadcast. Lord, as the listeners are listening to my words, to Joseph's words and others, would you just allow your Holy Spirit to penetrate their hearts and their minds? Would they be able to have the gift of illumination to see the scripture, to hear truths, um, to help them direct their lives and to give you glory? We thank you, God, for this moment in time. We pray that it will be special in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, John, before you go further, I want to ask if you'll just touch on this. Uh, you also happen to be uh, basically the founder of Trail Life USA. And uh, I want to ask just for a few moments if you just share just a little bit about that, because that's such a, uh, I think, a great organization and ministry in our nation that's doing a
1: unique work. So the story starts, I go across the street to get chicken wings at this little restaurant in the summer of 2012. And I see the National Commissioner of the Boy Scouts of America, who was a friend of mine. I grew up in him scouting with him. And I said, hey, man, what's going on with the membership standards? Because I knew there was a big debate. And they had just completed a two-year study where for two years, an 11-man committee studied the question of should we allow open homosexuality in the Boy Scouts? And they came back in Orlando at the National Convention at the Gaylord Hotel and they said no to keep the same policy it's the absolute best policy for the boy scouts of america and for the boys. And he told me about that and I was like, "Wow, that's amazing." And he said, "But man, they're beating on up on us." He said everybody from NPR to Penn and Teller, they're all throwing jokes at us saying we're we're hateful and they're so they're attacking the boy scouts at a national level. So I said, "Hey man, let me create a national organization called On My Honor." And We'll give you guys support. We'll do like a a huge PR, grassroots PR Mm -hmm. campaign showing that um, America loves scouting. We appreciate your courage and standing up for what's right and good for the boys. So we walked away from that meeting and he was very excited. I was excited, but he never followed up with me and I got plenty on my plate without having to launch a national Mm -hmm. campaign. So six months later, uh, after this decision was announced, I'm in Naples, Florida, I looked down at my phone MSNBC they're opening up the conversation again. So I immediately called this guy and said, "Hey man, what's up? You told me you had this thing locked down." You know, I said, "Oh, everything's changing, you know. I got to go with my team. I have a team. The public polling's changing, the Supreme Court's changing, public accommodation laws changing." Uh and I said, "Man, this is going to this is bad. This is going to affect the boys. I mean, it's going to increase boy-boy contact." Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Man, how can you do this?" And I said, "Look, I said, I was going to create a national organization to support you. Please don't make me create a national organization to oppose you. Mm. And I struggled with that. So for weeks and weeks, I was talking to Dr. Dobson and Tony Perkins saying, hey, we got to do something. We have to, we have to do something. And they said, no, it can't be off from the outside. It needs to be a movement from within scouting. Mm. And I said, who's going to do this? You know. <laughs> so I began to pray, and the Lord just kind of showed me, you understand fundraising, you understand campaigns, you understand the homosexual issue. We just ran the marriage amendment campaign in our state. So you under, you have you have two boys in scouting. You're an Eagle Scout yourself, and you're mm-hmm. a scout man. So I, Lord, just kind of, kind of the hound of heaven just kept saying, okay, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do this. So our board released mm-hmm. us from doing what we normally do, and to run a national campaign to oppose the change. Mm-hmm. And so we raised about a half million dollars. We did TV. We did radio. Hundreds of radio shows, trying to reach the delegates who were listening out there. Would end up making the vote. We got to the convention in Texas. They wouldn't let me speak. There was Mm -hmm. virtually no opposition at all. The voice of the scout survey, the scoutmaster, about 65% of scoutmasters said, don't make this change. We got enough of stuff on our plate without pouring gasoline on this fire we have. Mm -hmm. So uh, we got there, and sure enough, the delegates were hand-selected by the professionals, executives, Mm -hmm. and they voted to make the change to allow boys to openly express themselves as homosexual. And so that was the first change that they made. Now they've even removed the word boy. It's even called Scouts BSA. So they, they neutered the essence of who they were mm-hmm. and removed the word boy so that any girl or any transgender person or any person with any kind of sexuality can say, OK, I can be a part of this because it's not a Boy Scouts anymore. So it's very sad what's happened. Um, It's ruined the program. But what happened is I walked out of that convention. I held a national press conference. I went on CNN Live on national television. And I said, this is the last time I'm ever going to wear this uniform again. Mm. And so we began a collaborative process in Louisville, Kentucky. I had every major Christian denomination. Uh, We had Roman Catholics. We had Southern Baptists. We had Calvary Chapel. We had... Uh, Cogent was there represented. We had all these denominations represented and pro-family leadership from AFA, from FRC, from Focus. <clears throat> and so we spent the whole day um, hammering out a model for a Christ-centered, church-focused scouting movement for boys ages 5 to 18. It would later become Trail Life USA. I remember I was looking at the back of a Salt Life uh, sticker on the back of a pickup truck, and I thought, you know what? trail life. That's, it needs to be trail life. We need. Mm-hmm. We wanted a name that was unassailable, right, kids couldn't make fun of, that sounded clean and cool, and uh, it just stuck. And so mm. the board accepted it, and that's how we became trail life.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that's a powerful story, powerful story. Uh, I want to ask if you'll take a moment to pray, and uh, you, we, we might have to divide the prayer. I don't know because we're coming close to the break, but pray for believers to understand that Warfare is a part of following Christ, and obviously it's an example of one, but just the victory of trail life coming about. Would, would you pray for believers to grow in the understanding of the willingness to boldly enter the, the, engage in the warfare of spiritual warfare to do the work of the kingdom?
1: Sure. Father, thank you for men and women over the time of history who have stood up and have fought for what is right and true and beautiful. Uh, we realize there's a war for our souls going on. There's a war... Uh, that is just trying to capture what is beautiful that you've created, Lord. And so we pray for courage in men and women to rise up in this country and defend your honor, defend the gospel, and defend what's right and true and beautiful, especially in their area of human sexuality. In Jesus' name.
0: And, Father, I do thank you and I praise you, Father, just for the beautiful example of how you raised up a ministry and organization such as Trail Life to help to do things in such a way that you're glorified and honored and lord help us to know lord that as believers we're to live a life where we listen to your word and your spirit and we obey and that you always have the best way to do any and everything we thank and praise you in jesus name we do pray amen amen you're listening to the hour of intercession our in-studio guest is john stemberger he's the president of the florida family policy council we'll be right back Planet Shakers with Only Way, reminding us that Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life and eternal salvation. Our in-studio guest today is John Stemberger. He's the president of the Florida Family Policy Council. And John, would you share with our listeners if they want to learn more about the Florida Family Policy Council or get in touch with you? How can they do that?
1: Yeah, thanks, Joseph. So we're on... Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, both me, John Stenberg. You follow me personally, or you can follow the work of the Florida Family Policy Council. Now, we have actually a network of 40 of our sister groups around the country. So if you go to our website at flfamily.org, flfamily.org, there's a little tag there that say look for your family policy council in your state, and it lists all of them so you can connect with those folks. Also, the Family Policy Alliance is kind of the umbrella group. That is over us, so family policy Alliance also has all of the links to all the organizations around the state, okay, righty, and so you were going to share
0: some uh, things some issues that are specifically on your heart today. I want you to jump right into that so
1: yeah so um, in thinking about all the attacks in our culture it 's interesting to me that they seem to be laser focused on attacking god 's design for human sexuality. Mm. And oftentimes when we think about sex and marriage, we think about two separate things. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But in God's economy, he thinks about one thing. It's almost like the fire in the fireplace. Because he's designed sex to be in the context of marriage, in God's economy, he views them as almost one thing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: We see them as two things. That's unbiblical, I think, and God's perspective is that way. So... When we see an attack on sex of any type, gender, it's rather an attack on marriage. Mm-hmm. And then we have to look at the Scripture. Marriage is just so powerful in the Scripture. Marriage is a picture. It's almost a reflection of who God is. We see elements of unity and diversity in marriage. We have two individuals, but they're joined in one. Almost in the same way in the triune God, we see three persons in love and communication with each other, separate but yet joined together. So there's a picture of, I think, who God is uh, in his nature that he has put in the earth in the institution of marriage and and to some degree family
0: as well. And, you know, one sad reality is that in our culture, the topic of biblical marriage to a great extent is largely buried. You may not hear it very often. You hear many other things, perversions and things that are much in the news, but sadly too often
1: that's buried there. I think oftentimes... Pastors struggle with their own personal situation in marriage, and so they 're hesitant to speak out on mm-hmm. it and talk about it and that's a, that's that's an issue right we have to we have to proclaim the purity of god 's truth even if we't we even have our own personal demons right we can't compromise with that right mm-hmm. and so 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 number one, a marriage and human sexuality is this picture of mm-hmm. who God is. And then in the book of Ephesians, you read it, brother, when you came in. It's very powerful. I mean, when a man gives himself unconditionally to a woman and when a woman returns that love unconditionally, that's a picture of God's love for his people. That's right. I mean, it's a picture of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so now you understand why, you know, we talk about the left and all that, but it's really the enemies of our soul. He, that's the mm-hmm. ultimate conspiracy is he is attacking this beautiful institution that God has put in the earth to say something about who he is, to communicate his love for us, mm-hmm. and then we see uh, Joseph in in Revelation. The culmination of all things is the marriage supper of the Lamb. Now we don't fully understand this. There's not a mm-hmm. whole lot in there, but we know somehow the Church, right, is the feminine. Christ is the masculine. He he is God has created man mm-hmm. to be joined as the Church to Christ. I mean that's that's the the, the culmination of all things. It's the reason he created human beings as to somehow fashion a bride for his son which we how do you even get your head around that but um it's a very deep and powerful symbol that's in the scriptures so again i think for many years christians have been viewed as the people that don't like sex and you know that's worldly and that's sinful but it's like now we we are becoming the defenders of of sex it's like we are now uh, saying because even in transgenderism, I mean, when these kids undergo these surgeries and when the adults undergo this, they will never, they will never experience human sexuality the way God's designed it for. Mm-hmm. They've literally removed the very beauty of the of the creation that God's put on their body, so mm-hmm. they'll never experience that sexual climax. They won't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very sad, and we're fighting against this. So it's we're, it's like we're fighting for God's design for human sexuality, mm-hmm. uh, and over and over again you see this. And so, um, I think that it's almost like Christians are holding this kind of secret truth about how to do the human experience right through the dark ages. And we're mm-hmm. kind of waiting. And if we we can hold on to it long enough. And there's compromise even in the church. People are trying to twist God's design for human sexuality and marriage, uh, even in Catholic circles, in Southern Baptist circles. Every denomination is having this fight, mm-hmm. even the most conservative ones. Mm-hmm. But um, we who are true believers in the scripture and God's truth, we need to hold these truths and to covet them and to really just protect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some time, I think my prayer is that when the world exhausts the sin spectrum and they just tried everything that they can, mm-hmm. that we'll, be, we'll be here saying, hey, this is, this is a family. This is a marriage. This is the way God intended it. And we'll have something to export, mm-hmm. right, when, when they're just exhausted and they can't, they don't have anything else to do. John, would you specifically... Pray for the
0: church to grasp the need. that That's a part of the yeah. battle, to, to look to the Word of God, stick with, to understand God's Word is perfect, and it's the design that we go by, and God's way is always the best way to do anything. Yeah. But seeing the need to stick with the Word of God as opposed to feeling like, well, we have a better idea, or veering off, but the need to really stay biblical in our perspective in the church. Would you pray for yes.
1: this? Yes. Father, we do pray for pastors in churches across this nation and across the world, Father. They are being attacked. They are being deceived. And, Father, we just pray that you would cause them to look back to the basic Scripture, so clear in the Old and New Testament, your design for marriage, for family, for human sexuality. It is so powerful because it points to who you are, it points to your love for us, and it points to the culmination of all things. So, Father, I pray that the church would not compromise, that they would stand strong, and that Christians would realize we have a role and a duty to protect the beauty and the majesty of this beautiful thing God has created. So, Father, give the church wisdom, give it courage, give it clarity of mind in the interpretation and the hearing of Scripture. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Well, um. so would you say then, John, then— A part of uh, the emphasis that you're sharing today is the need for the church to really take the leadership to really help us stay. Stick with Scripture. Stick with God's
1: design in the
0: way we do it. We address everything.
1: And we've got to address these issues. I mean, I talk to youth pastors like, oh, we can't. That's too controversial. I'm like, look, the world is pumping this stuff in your kid's head. Mm -hmm. It needs to hear from you. They Mm -hmm. need to know this is the this is the plumb line. This is God's design. This is what gender looks like from from Scripture. Um, and so because we're not, because it's ooh, icky, poo, it's controversial, right? We we don't go there, and the world's going there. And mm-hmm. they're capturing our kids with the smartphones, with the music and the culture. They're capturing their imagination. They're bold with it. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be equally as bold. Churches, youth pastors, they need to have a program. One of my favorite pastors, uh, I'll say his name, Dean and Sarah, his city church in Tallahassee, Every year he has a is a sermon series called Jack and Jill. Every year he talks about for a whole month. He'll go over all the issues and, and review everything that's going on in the culture, remind people of God's design for marriage and family and it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. it's different, you know, every year, but it's kind of a review cuz we need we need help, right? And there're new people coming in and you need all that. So it's it's important that pastors and especially youth pastors
2: mm-hmm.
0: have
1: a vision for this. Uh, otherwise our children are just going to be lost and they'll mm-hmm. they'll, they'll we'll lose them. We'll lose their hearts and their minds. We're losing them now. Uh, mm-hmm. A disproportionate number of kids, uh, Joseph, when they go off to college, they don't come back believers. I mean, mm-hmm. we spent all this time as parents building in and blocking out, and then we send them out, and they have, no, they have no foundation. They were not taught apologetics, not taught worldview training. They weren't taught how to defend the faith in these cultural issues, and then, and then they're just lost, and mm-hmm. it's sad. Um, so we need to, as a church— be mindful we send kids to Summit Ministries in Colorado Springs Patriot Academy we do everything we can to try to help uh, kids think christianly about the world right you may understand the bible and the trinity but we need to think about the issues of the world so mm-hmm. when the world attacks you and brings all these new deceptions in the child can say okay wait a second i've learned about this that's not right here's what's right right mm-hmm. and so we just need to we need to be wise
0: and you know john 1 one issue that is is a very big need within the body of Christ is to understand that uh, the fundamentals of the faith, you know, just like, for example, this, that it's not hard to come across, uh, a, say, you average uh, evangelical church and you ask how many parents, how many of you read your Bible every day? And it's pretty typical. A lot of them will say, well, no, I don't. I'm just busy, you know. Well, so How are we looking for the children to do that when the parents who are to be discipling their children aren't doing it either? And I think of this, that the foundation should start in the home. And, of course, parents that very simply like uh, something that um, we pretty regularly on the broadcast do that really try to emphasize to parents to understand that this is a basic part of being a disciple of Jesus Christ. We encourage believers to set a goal of reading at least three chapters in the Bible every day. And we encourage the parents to have their children read three chapters out loud. And the reason behind that is, of course, you can say, Johnny, go to your room and read three chapters. And Johnny may go to his room and he might read and he might take a nap. He might play a video game. And then, Johnny, did you read your Bible? Yes, ma'am, I did. Well, and if the parent says, well, you know, I don't, I believe, I don't believe my child will lie to me. Well, did you lie to your parents? <laughs> so the reality is getting the foundation of God's word in the heart of a believer is a foundational place to start. And that's where many believers have kind of fallen fallen down on the job. They're not discipling themselves, much less their own children. So would you, John, pray for believers to grasp the fact that we start in our own heart in being diligent and bold in the way we follow Jesus ourselves, and we move from there. Would you pray for yes. that? Yes,
1: Father, thank you for the realization that all change has to start with us. Before we can change the world, before we can change families and the culture and our neighbors, we have to change ourselves. Lord, give us the courage, help the Holy Spirit to convict us of sin, to live a life that is worthy of the gospel, but we don't rely upon anything other than you, and we ask you to be with us in this moment. We ask you to be with us for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. And Father, I too, thank you for the fact that your word really always has been and always will be the answer to all of our challenges, all of our problems. Help us to recognize, Lord, that you're the way, you're the truth and the life, and that we're on the winning side. But you call us to be faithful, to follow you as individual believers and as families as well. Lord, help us to recognize, Lord, that as we start in our own hearts and we start in our own, our own families, that's where we begin and, yes, we are on the winning side. So help us, Lord, to never lose hope, to never feel hopeless, because, again, all our hope is in you, and we thank you for the fact that you've already won the victory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. 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 Well, John, how, what would you say would be some important things you would like to ask believers to pray for a ministry like the Florida Family Policy Council about? What would be important things for people to pray for you and the work you do? for in our
1: culture today. Wow. So many, so many different possible options. I think that because when Jesus is your standard is <laughs> pretty high, and it's really easy to say, well, I'm not living to his standard, so I'm a hypocrite, so you kind of back down. Right? You don't, you don't, you don't engage because the reasoning is, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Jesus is perfect. I'm not perfect, so therefore I can't speak out. I can't be bold, right? So we have to come to the grips that we're all fallen, we're all broken sexually, we're all broken people. Uh, but we still have to proclaim the gospel. We still have to stand up, right. uh, and in doing that, hopefully, we'll have the Holy Spirit will empower us to defeat the sin in our own lives, right? And, and so it all comes into alignment. But when you shrink back, you you don't get God's power. You have to be bold and and step out in faith Mm -hmm. uh, and do what God's telling you to do. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, would you pray for, and you know, what comes to my mind is Joshua chapter one uh, is uh, amongst other things, a good chapter, I think for believers to read often, because it encourages to boldly go out and obey, simply do what God calls us to do. And so, and uh, we'll we'll probably need to pray on the other side of the uh, break about this though. But you know, um, when we boldly obey God, that puts us on offense. And I think very often the church, when it finds itself appearing to be on defense, it's not really rocket science. Sometimes we're we've not done the basics of what God has called us to do. You know, the sharing of the gospel, the making of disciples. And you know, I think of this as you touched on this: uh, young people today, all of our young people, they're going to be discipled by somebody. Yep. And the reality is you see, many young people, they're being diligently discipled in darkness. And so they're swallowing toxic darkness by the gallon. it's yep. some of those, and some of these children are in church. But again, even in church, sometimes they're still being discipled in darkness and they get they nibble on scripture and truth, but they swallow darkness by the gallon. So again, as believers, our job is to understand what we're called to do, make disciples, and do it diligently. And too often we're fooling ourselves. We're not doing what we know we've been called to do. So so on the other side of the break, I'm going to ask if we'll pray about the, just the church doing the basics of discipleship. Our phone, our in-studio guest today is John Stenberger. He's the president of the Florida Family Policy Council. We'll be right back. Group Mosaic with the song Tremble. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guest today is John Stenberger. He's the president of the Florida Family Policy Council. And John, as we begin this last segment, I want to ask if you would take time now to pray for the church, specifically that the church would be faithful and effective at just doing the basics
1: of what we've clearly been called to do, the work of making disciples. Father, we do thank you for the church. The church is God's plan A, and there's no plan B. Uh, the church is the primary means by which you expand your kingdom. So we just ask you to help us help the church, that pastors would be reinforced, that pastors would have a sense of revival, even as we've seen in Asbury, that this would not be some local thing on just a college campus. But even as um, we think about the way we used to be when we first got saved, give us that fresh, yes. new, exuberant love for you. That boldness, that willingness to just be a fool and just go out and proclaim the gospel at the risk of rejection, Lord. We just let us be fre- refreshed again and be like children. In Jesus' name,
0: Amen. Amen. And Father, I too, thank you and I praise you for the fact that. Again, you've given us your word, and your word is such, it's so critical to everything in the kingdom of God. Help us to be believers that make it a high priority to fill our hearts and our minds with your word daily and to live it daily as well. Empower us to be faithful in doing that.
1: In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Joseph, I've been thinking about the concept of deception. And in both the Old and New Testament, it says over and over again, "Do not be deceived." It's like thirty-two times in the Bible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And deception is interesting. It's the only condition which, if you have it, you don't know you have it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the very nature of it. If I'm deceived about something, mm-hmm. I don't know I'm deceived. It's only when you can show me, "Hey, brother, okay, let's let's look at this. Can I can I bring this to your attention?" Do you see this? You're not seeing this. And Mm -hmm. I I say, oh, my gosh, I've been been deceived. I've been lied to. Mm -hmm. And so this is the nature of what we have today is people are being deceived in mass in the church, outside of the church, and it's up for Christians. The only way we can cure deception is to bring the truth, to bring the light, Mm -hmm. and to shine Mm -hmm. it and say, hey, brother, I I love you. Let me show you why this is not right. Mm -hmm. This is not in accordance with God's design. And so I think – this is very important, and why does pe- why does God say, "Do not be deceived"? He wants us to be people of light, mm-hmm. people of the truth, to walk in the truth, to walk in the light. And so, um, it's incumbent upon Christians to study the Scripture, to show thyself approved, mm-hmm. to study men who have studied the Scripture for all their lives, interpreting certain passages. We need to just be equipped. I mean, we this this look. The days of casual Christianity are over. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are on a full front frontal assault upon what we believe every aspect of it Mm -hmm. and think about this just something as simple as jesus is the only way to god Mm -hmm. not something i made up or just something as simple as marriages between a man and a woman these are Mm -hmm. two joseph of the most despised hated statements Mm -hmm. to modern ears yet they're two things we're supposed to be humbly and boldly proclaiming to a lost and died culture so it's a new day i mean this is not the days of we have to be equipped we have to be wise we have to be courageous because we can't shy back Mm -hmm. just because we have a hostile culture uh and the kingdom is depending upon it i mean people's lives their souls are depending upon it and so while god is ultimately you know providence is is he's sovereign over our lives we still have a duty and a responsibility to communicate the gospel the truth about how he's intended for life to be and to break the spirit of deception. That's all throughout the land. Every, every, every major institution of our country has now moved away from God's design for human sexuality without question. Mm -hmm. And even the church now is being challenged.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Conservative denominations are being challenged. So it's like this wave of just like every institution of society is drifting off right into Mm -hmm. deception And the church is the last remaining institution that's holding this beautiful secret of how life is meant to be. Mm -hmm. And we can't cave, but we have got to hold this secret, and we've got to make it known and to preserve it, right? Because I believe, like I said before, I think darkness is just going to come over the whole world, and eventually they're going to realize, especially think about this transgender thing. I mean, I predict in five years we're going to end this thing. It is so wicked, Mm -hmm. so horrible that children are being literally— Taken away, they're being sterilized. Mm. Uh, when you mix the puberty blockers with the testosterone, you can't have children. I mean, it permanently destroys your ability to have children. My little friend, Chloe Cole, who's 18 years old, at 15, she started doing that. At 16, she had a double mastectomy. Uh, she didn't go through with the bottom surgery, but uh, she detransitioned. She realized this was not right. I, as she said, I realized in sociology, I'll never be able to breastfeed my baby. If I mm. even have a baby, mm-hmm. and she realized she made a horrible mistake, she was robbed of something. Mm. This is why I'm saying Christians, we're we're now the defenders of sex, right? And it's before so. we used to be the, the person, that oh, the, the perception is we were against sex. No, we're for sex, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be for sex. Uh, and we're there to preserve it the way God intended it to be. And so that has to be something that we take on as, as something that we look at a different light with. Well, you
0: know, John— um, I think of this, that a picture in scripture that I think is, is a very important one for us as believers to grasp, and it's something I believe we're called to, period it is, and it relates to what you just shared. The church is called to boldly and aggressively build the kingdom. And yet we see the kingdom of darkness is 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 extremely aggressive, but the Holy Spirit's more aggressive, but our job is to listen to the Word of God and carry it forward. You know, the The powerful picture in Scripture of David and Goliath is a very telling and important lesson for the church. The people of God and King Saul were ready for battle, but they were afraid of the darkness. They were afraid of Goliath and the Philistine army. They were fearful because they had a giant on their side, and they were basically shaking in their boots. But God used one bold believer that stood on truth and understood who his God was and they put the whole kingdom of darkness on the run he defeated Goliath and put the Philistines on the run that's not hard for God but one of the issues is God desires bold obedient and aggressive servants and the reality is too many of God's people too often they, they're timid and they're backing up rather than boldly moving forward and so I want to ask if you and I do, Praying for the church to be boldly obedient and aggressive because we have the true message. We have the right answers, but it's important that we boldly understand there is no time to retreat. There's no time to back up. Boldly proclaiming the truth and light can always dispel darkness. But too often we're seeing the world trying to be louder than the church. So would you pray? Let's pray
1: for God to help us to be the bold, obedient church he's called us to be. Father, I'm reminded in the book *The Chronicles of Narnia* by C.S. Lewis, where Aslan, the lion who represents God Himself Thank you, and Jesus, is said, "He's not safe, but he's good." Thank you, and Lord, you are good. Yes. Lord. And would you endow us? Would you challenge us? Would you help your people become bold as the lion? Yes, Lord. Gentle, soft, yet bold, <laughs> and able to damage. do serious damage to the, to the wicked kingdom of darkness, Thank you, Father help us to see what we can't see help us to see behind the natural into the supernatural help us to understand that this is a war at a much deeper level than we'll ever understand we need you god thank you We need you to empower us with your spirit and empower us with your word and we'll trust in you in all things in jesus name
0: and father i do thank you father for the privilege that you've given us as your church to go forward to carry the message that the world desperately needs to hear. We have the privilege of proclaiming Jesus to a world whose greatest need is just for that, it's for Jesus. We have the privilege of proclaiming the truth. Lord, anoint us afresh afresh as your church with the spirit of boldness and courage. Help us to recognize, Lord, that the answer always has been and always will be Jesus and the truth of your word. Help us to know, Lord, that We can boldly stand on your truth and we can go forward in spite of the odds expecting victory because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Help us to be the bold and courageous church moving forward that you've called us to be continually. We thank and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, John, our time is just about gone. Any final words you'd like to say in the
1: way way of encouragement to our listeners? No, this has been... A very challenging interview. <laughs> uh, you have to rely upon the Holy Spirit. And no, I've been, really enjoyed this. Very very creative and very different. So I really appreciate you, brother. Well, praise God. And one more time, if someone wants to get in touch yes. with the
0: uh, uh, Florida Family Policy Council, how can they do that?
1: You can connect with me, John Stenberger, or the Florida Family Policy Council on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, uh, or at our website at FL Family. That's flfamily.org. Also, our sister groups, the 40 other state policy councils around the country, can also be accessed at our website at flfamily.org. Look for the white tab that says Find Your Policy Council in Your State.
0: And, of course, we want to encourage every single listener, pray for the work of the Florida Family Policy Council and pray for the ongoing work and mission of the group Trail Life USA as well, which is doing a wonderful work to help a mold shape and disciple young uh, 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 young men as well. So we thank God for that organization as well. Well, before we end our broadcast as we normally do, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to be saved. If you know that you're not saved or you're not sure where you stand, again, today is a good day to make that step. If you'd like to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, We invite you to pray, simply pray this prayer of commitment, committing with your heart, through your heart, commit your heart and life to the Lord now. Would you pray with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much. That You came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, would you come into my heart? Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to become a diligent student of your word. Help me to become the person of prayer you want me to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much would like to be in touch with you. My email is joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So we certainly hope to hear from you again, joseph at AFR.net. We're hoping to hear from you. Also, uh, apart from That step, of course, on an ongoing basis, we're encouraging you to email us to get some of the discipleship resources that we provide as well. Again, any of the articles that we may have shared on our broadcast or articles on topics about prayer and growing up in the Lord. Again, same email, joseph at AFR.net. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, John, again, thank you so much. Again, our guest has been John Stenberger. Uh, Name one prayer request specifically to pray for Florida Family Policy Council for our listeners?
1: Just my own family.
0: For your family.
1: That I have something to export that's real and authentic and not phony.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, John, for being with us today. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. Pray much for the ministry and work of the Florida Family Policy Council and pray for the president, John Stenberger, and pray also for the great work of Trail Life USA. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession.